Welcome to Which Game First, where we explore the hilariously huge world of board <laughs> games. Did we find any hidden treasures that you've been missing out on? Let's find out. First up this week, we pit pen and paper against pixels for our old school alien showdown in retrograde. Next up, we take the reins for the glory of Caesar in Charioteer. And lastly, we perform clandestine military maneuvers using the power of magnets in <laughs> Zomax. I'm your host, Celeste Angelis, here with my decades-long gaming buddies, Evan Bernstein. Hello, everyone. Ed Povolitis. Hey, what's up, folks? And Mike Grenier. Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> Our first game up this week is Retrograde, designed by Mary Flanagan and Max Seedman, published by Resonim in 2023. Number of players 1 to 4, ages 8 and up, playtime 30 minutes. Mikey G, what's in the box? The cover of the box just ate all my quarters. <laughs> <laughs> there are rows and rows of invaders from somewhere probably in space, all encapsulated <laughs> in a retro video game cabinet. Mm -hmm. Oh, the nostalgia. <laughs> uh, when we tap the player one button, we find 26 custom Astrodroid dice. That's a hard word to say, Astrodroid. Mm -hmm. uh, 100 unique roll and write sheets. That's right. Each sheet is unique. <laughs> 45 target cards and four markers. And that's what's in the box. Well, before we tell you if this game made the retrograde, Evan blasts <laughs> through some rules. <laughs> retrograde. It's a real-time roll and write inspired by classic 1980s arcade games. Evil asteroids are invading the Earth. <laughs> I like that. Evil kinda, asteroids. Yeah, kind of com combining a whole bunch of different games there in one little uh -huh. sentence. Blast as many as you can to get the high score. Each round, you roll your dice as fast as you can. Race to roll combinations shown on the target cards and then claim the best card. Then spend your dice to put the droids on your sheet out of commission. Pew, pew, Be fast, pew. Or, an opponent might, or an opponent might beat you to the card that you want. If you're the last player without a card, you can only re-roll two more times before you're stuck with what you rolled. Boo. 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 And then yeah, depending harsh. on the card you choose, you'll collect coins and power-ups. Blast and cut entire columns of droids to destroy yes. bosses mm. for those bonus points. Mm. Bonus points. And blast rows of droids to unlock the power-ups that you'll be collecting. Yeah. <laughs> so let's uh let two coins in and fire away. <laughs> Woohoo! We got this game uh, as a PAX unplugged review copy in December. Mm -hmm. Uh we met the designers, right, guys? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, and it was uh, actually, I thought, one of the more fun boxes that we got. It's <laughs> it's great looking on the outside. What did you think of the components? And, of course, the most important thing, the dice <laughs> mm -hmm. and the right pad. What did you guys think? Uh, well, go ahead, Gav. Yeah. Well, one of the first things I'll note is the, the markers that give you a golf pencil size. Uh, Marcus, kind of <laughs> yeah. yes, thank you for that. Okay, uh, all right, mm -hmm. stop right there. Okay. The markers. <laughs> tiny markers. <laughs> all right, it's bad enough that they're tiny markers instead of regular markers, but the truth is, I, I make I a them. lot of mistakes 
in oh. these types of games. Yes, you do. Yeah, like and, round one right away. Yeah, and <laughs> markers are no bueno for that. Very so, unforgiving. On a roll and write game, having a marker is just asking for an absolute mess to be made of your sheet. <laughs> Celeste wants a clear plastic sheet and a grease pencil. All of 1980s. It would be better than that because my I couldn't make heads or tails of, <laughs> of some of the spots by the end because of a marker. So in order to correct, I much would have preferred a little alien pencil rather than a marker. Okay, fair enough. Also, fair. The, sh- the sheets were really dark, right, guys? So the black marker on the dark sheets, what did you guys think of that? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, you still could see the big X through your, like, because you don't have to do very, like, you don't write any words. You're just putting a big fat X through the ones you destroyed. So through the aliens. Yeah, through the, the aliens. aliens. Yeah. But no, I, I get what you're saying, Celeste. It wasn't, it wasn't great. It, it didn't pop. It didn't mm. stand out. It, you could struggle a little bit with the dark background. But, and also, I didn't like the color scheme as far as where pink met orange, oh, uh, like yeah. in the coins. I thought that was not, not a good choice there. It just doesn't mm-hmm. go. Um, the so yeah, there were, too. there were some coloring issues I felt with, uh, with, with, with some of the components in this game. Yeah. The color yeah, the did way. feel retro, but yes. Yeah. Purple, um, pink, orange. Yeah. They I were understand why shades, they yeah. did it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but like the the red alien next to the pink alien next to the orange alien, it was like, man, they looked almost the same. And on the dice too. Um, luckily, they the at least they looked different shapes. That was helpful. So if, it might be easier if you're colorblind. <laughs> oh, yeah, and the other different. part, yeah, the other part is that each alien is a number. So right. all yeah. the yellow ones had one dot in them. Yes, they mm-hmm. were they were one. So so <laughs> yeah, that. The, that I, the, the number I equals the number of pips. On yeah, that I didn't realize that till round three when Ed pointed it out to me. I'm like, oh yeah, very yeah. cleverly that was designed. Helpful. Yeah, yeah, that was helpful. That was cool. Yeah. That was clever, and it was very nicely melded into the art style, which is pixels. Mm-hmm. So it mm-hmm. just looked like these missing pixels in the center as part of the design of each alien. Oh yeah, and I really mm-hmm. liked that. That I thought it. It was very cleverly designed. Oh, it screamed Atari all day long. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. On the flip side, from the pad being a little bit hard to read, the cards were very clear. Yeah. Um, So what did you guys think of the card system in this game? You know, not all rolling rights have dice, pad, and cards. Mm. Ed, what did you think? Yeah, the cards, I think, were really cool. They got a nice variety of them, but you're racing for them. Uh, mm. Uh. (laughs) i I hope i don't sound too old here but you guys have all heard this before like these frenetic games where we're frantically (laughs) rolling dice and then slapjacking to get the cards into our side i love it (laughs) i know you hate it mike i hate it i like i like that level of chaos in a way totally It's yeah. so I mean, interesting it how different people, people like different things in that in that yeah, way. Yeah. But I I absolutely love a speed factor in a game. Oh, on the whole, it definitely is a draw to like if you're walking past the table where people are playing this game, you're going to notice what's going on. They're all frantic and that's having true. a good time. Because so. you, you have your eyes set on a particular card and you're rolling to get that combination. Mm-hmm. Someone else grabs that card. Oh no! Now I got to <laughs> figure out of the remaining cards what's the next best one for me, and then start yeah. re-rolling my dice based mm-hmm. on that. It really throws you <laughs> off. It's the best. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's it's so annoying how the dice refuse to roll what you need. It's yes. Like you're rolling. Oh. You're, you can roll on the drop if you want, but yet the blue will not show up. Why? Oh, remember it? Remember that roll I had? What was it? Uh, 17 dice, I think it was, and I couldn't get a blue? 17 yeah. Roll, 17 all your dice. re-rolls together, you, added, you rolled yep. it 17 times and couldn't yep. get it. Couldn't get a single blue they icon. They absolutely well. nailed it, though. When you get to roll, when you get a roll and write game, you've got to be able to roll those dice like <laughs> as much as possible. Yeah. And that's that true. Part, they nailed it. Yep. They really oh, yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. Fistful, what is it, eight dice or something they each? They got six dice per player. Six, yeah, yeah. So or yeah. you can unlock one of, the, one of the row powers is uh, grabbing an extra die. So yeah. you can possibly. Was, when he grabbed that, I was like, what? Yes, I was rolling <laughs> seven, seven dice. dice. That was so cool. And, and you're not just rolling them once and figuring out. You're like rolling them, and then you pick up five of them and roll those five. And oh, I got two more that I need. Roll three more. It's like yeah, in yeah, one turn really you fun, can be yeah. rolling, you know, thirty or forty times, thirty yeah. dice. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't need an extra sure. die. I'm fast enough without it. Well, that's the other part. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's more. Speed. It's more like power in your hands, shaking all those dice. It's a louder <laughs> noise. I mean, yeah, the dice have a little rounded corners. So don't keep on rolling too much. Oh, stop rolling. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. They Whatever happened to cubes? <laughs> I know. That's true. Some squared edges would have been a little better. Yeah. And Ed, on this uh, pad, it's incredible. Every single sheet is different. I know everyone is unique. How do they do that? A <laughs> hundred awesome. different sheets, each of them different. <laughs> it's got to be Mind procedurally them. generated, right? Yeah. Oh, well, I hope so. I mean, yeah. yeah, I don't think anybody, you know, hand drew them. Sat but. there and, <laughs> yeah. you now make another sheet. <laughs> well, I mean, there's probably some parameters that go into it, right? Three of each icon or something like that, yeah. it looks like, or four or more. Yeah, no, it looks like three, four yellow, five yellow. But that means yeah, it's it's every game is different for everybody every time, and that is really mm-hmm. great for replayability. Yeah, we're not it all is. playing off the same sheet. We played off four different boards, basically. Mm-hmm. Each of us had our own console, our own cabinet. Yeah. Yeah. And people mm-hmm. could become experts on these cards and stuff a little bit if that didn't exist, right? You could be like, oh, I know where the pink and ye- orange are together mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so i can oh, yeah. be thinking about that and sort of memorize this pat nope not on no, this no, game no 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 yeah. <laughs> it also means that people are going to need different target cards more likely which is yeah. good yep which kind of diversifies what people are reaching for when they're when they're rolling but also it could put people's heads to butt against each other if their layouts are similar so mm-hmm. you could have one sheet that's actually very different from other sheets to where the things are grouped up so differently that you're not really in conflict with people that often. Um, but it looks pretty random, so I don't think you'll run into that problem too often. Evan, you had a little bit of an issue with the iconography? Yeah, a little bit. I wanted to also mention, as far as the sheet goes, um, the rows, while yes, scoring rows will unlock your special abilities and powers and things, but there was nothing in the rows themselves to sort of signify that. You almost had to sort of remember on your own that, oh, I completed a row and so now I have to remember that something happens. There was no visual cue. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I think I think maybe some sort of little checkbox or something on, on, yeah. on would a visual reminder would have helped. Mm-hmm. And then when it came to the iconography, when it came to those uh, powers on the cards, you know, some of them were explanatory. Others, I don't know what. It looked right. like an asteroid with a three X <laughs> on it. What? Yeah, I, yeah. That that really tricky. I had to we had to consult the book and you know, yeah. it just really did not uh 
uh, it wasn't, wasn't it just wasn't yeah. obvious yeah. at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, luckily there are, isn't that much iconography. So once yeah. you do no, know, not a lot, but it, but it, it still, was weird. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I think part of the problem like that they ran into just because like some of the things we've already said, like the black background where the aliens are, uh, the iconography. I think a lot of it was because they were really trying to stay true to the more nostalgic look of it. And that kind of threw some things off a little bit, I think, because you can't have a different, like you were saying, putting a symbol next to the rows and columns to tell you what happens. That's not what you'd see on a video game screen. At least the columns had the the boss monsters at the top, which Mm -hmm. didn't Mm -hmm. appear on the card. So you had some sense, okay, this has something, you know, something happens when you complete a column, you get a boss bonus. Right. That that, that sort of explained itself. There was nothing explaining the rows on the sheet itself. That was Mm -hmm. the difference. (laughs) Um, and then, <clears throat> and then Mikey, you were like, um, <laughs> you, uh, didn't like the fact though, who won this game? Cause I think Mikey was really getting so frustrated with the dice. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it fell apart for you at the end. I, I just, yeah, the, uh, just the a very bad luck of dice rolls that I was <laughs> having was just out, crushing me, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like, I do the math in my head. I'm like, if I go this way, it's going to be this percentage. If I go try to do this card, it's going to be that percentage. So I'm like, oh, I'll take the high percentage choice. And I start rolling those dice, expecting to see it come up any any minute now. And snatch, snatch, snatch <laughs> on the last one. And you only get two rolls. Yep. After everybody's grabbed a card other than you. So if you were going for something that got taken, you have a bunch of useless dice in front of you. You might end up having to roll all of them twice because they don't they don't match anything Oof. that's left on the board. Yeah, better than nothing. Uh, or, or or you get nothing, which is what happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a chance. whole turn where I got nothing. Oh, brutal. Which oh. is rare in this game. It mm-hmm. is very rare. Yeah, I would say so. I, I, there was always something for me to mark off, it, even mm-hmm. if I had accidentally marked it off before and couldn't fix it because <laughs> I had a marker. <laughs> it's an X and a circle with an exclamation point, just so we know that you got yes, it for real this I time. Was, I was doing that. It's like <laughs> I'll just circle this X to show it's still there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then when you really got it, you put another. I mark scribbled next it out then. Right. Yeah, I totally <laughs> scribbled out. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't quite make. To Celeste cheat after I saw it, it's like, uh, yeah, yeah it's like, it. uh, just tell us what happened. <laughs> yeah, just we trust you, man. Celeste's own iconography. <laughs> <laughs> okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury retrograde. What do you think, Mike? It was a bit frantic for my taste, but the fact that fact is totally overcome by the delicious nostalgia vibes that it gave me. Um, I'd give it another run, dig it up, Ed. Like Mikey, I love the classic arcade vibe. And some people are going to love that frenetic action to grab the cards. I'm not sure that, for me, necessarily. But <laughs> um, I did love the nostalgia. And for that reason alone, get the dig. <laughs> Evan? Retrograde, a rolling right with nice aesthetics and had the feel and urgency of an old upright arcade game. Uh, I think despite the flaws in the color scheme and the need for more clarity on how certain aspects of the game worked, it's good and the good outweighed the bad so dig it up yeah space invaders and rolling rights two great games that game okay together (laughs) 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 on a reprinting i think i think a lot of my problems with this game would be blasted out of the sky so i will dig it Mm. up Mm, those custom dice Mm. what was your go-to arcade shooter 
bing, bing, bing. It was road <laughs> blasters for me. Totally road blasters. We <laughs> want to know. So come and talk to us on our social media. We are at which game first. Hey, everybody. What's going on with which game first? Monday nights, 8 o'clock Eastern Time. Which game first? The board game podcast is live. We're playing a game for the first time online, and we invite you to come along on the adventure as we discover a brand new game. Who knows what it'll be? And will it be at Board Gamer Arena? Will it be over at yukata.de? <laughs> Who knows? And one day we may get back to a, what? A tabletop Arena to oh, play. Yeah. <laughs> tabletop yeah. Arena. To right. play some of these games. But in any case, <laughs> we want you to join us because it's interactive. We talk to you during the course of the game. We answer your questions. We have a lot of banter back and forth. We play trivia games with you all at the same time. There's a lot going on during our Monday night live gaming nights, 8 o'clock Eastern Time. Oh, yeah. And this this very episode, we received a game from one of our fans, and we are going to review it. And he gave us his actual review of the game that we're going to read right here on the show today so exciting it's gonna be awesome Mm -hmm. so we just yeah we want to let everybody know uh yeah if you have a game you want to send us and you're a (laughs) fan that actually turned out to be a ton of fun unexpectedly we didn't expect that that what a delightful treat so So do it. Yeah. Do it. Send us your send us your trashy old games or your cool old games that nobody would have ever known about without your help. And we will review them and we'll even let you pop in your own review on the show, which would be great. <laughs> and we wanted to give a shout out to our patrons. Thank you so much. You keep the lights on for us here. Uh, thank you to our old patrons who've been with us for years now. Years, guys. Years, guys. Thank yes. you thank so you. much. Continued support is wonderful. Thank and you. And our new patrons. And if you want to become a patron of this show and get our exclusive patron-only podcast called... Bonus, bonus points. points. Let's put out every other week. Just go to our website and click on Become a Patron today. It'll give you access to that, plus the backlog of all the very many patron-only podcast bonus point episodes, plus a few secret episodes of which game first, just for patrons from way back in the day. Full episodes. Yeah. Lots of fun. It also gives you access to our patron-only Discord channel, where we live record our show every other week for our patrons. That's bonus points. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Thanks, Thank you, everyone. Our next game up this week is Charioteer, Race for Glory in Ancient Rome. (laughs) Designed by Matt Calkins, published by GMT Games in 2022. Number of players, two to six, ages 14 and up. Playtime, one to two hours. Mikey, what's in the epic box? Boxicles, Maximus. (laughs) (laughs) The cover of the box throws us directly into the action as dust clouds billow beneath the hooves of wild, frenzied horses, barely being controlled by their whip-wielding charioteers as they dash recklessly around the track. Wow. Inside, we find two map boards, six player displays, a wooden round marker, six wooden player chariot pieces, 24 skill markers, 40 damage cubes, 30 player tokens, 60 fan tokens, a 24-card skill deck, a 147-card charioteer deck, a custom six-sided die, Hmm. and 
a draw bago. Bago. And that's what's in the box. Well, before we tell you if Charioteer deserves three cheers, Evan, <laughs> Praecepta Legire. Uh, okay, I think that means tell us how it's played. <laughs> Charioteer is a strategic racing game where each player controls a chariot in the Circus Maximus of ancient Maximus. Rome. And we're going to make simultaneous move selections. Now, movement is determined by melding sets of cards uh, from your hand of cards. Every card does more than one thing, and it takes multiple matching cards to make a move. So you're looking for matches. Mm-hmm. Moves come in four colors and each have a special advantage. Red, co- red plays are attacks on your opponents. Yellows recover from disruption. Black helps you turn those sharp corners. And green means sprint, 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 go, go, go. Each racer begins the game with different abilities, and they improve their skills as the race progresses. Now, show the emperor the kind of move that he (laughs) prefers, and a racer's skill will increase even faster. Players deploy tokens to give their moves special bonuses. More tokens, called fan tokens, can be earned by impressing the crowd with large matching card plays. Attacks cause damage, which reduce movement speed. Players who specialize in recovery moves may overcome damage quickly, but others may need to carefully deploy their shields and turn them on when the violence is expected. Mike, you did that. Oh, yeah. And there are whip icons. They allow those who have fallen behind to surge back into competition. The first racer to complete three laps will be the winner and will not, at least today, be fed to the lions. <laughs> For the glory of Caesar. <laughs> oh, well, <clears throat> well, we played this live. Mm-hmm. Um, nice, uh, chunky box from GMT Games. Yeah. What do you, you yep. think of the look of everything? Great. I really liked it. I yeah. I liked it a lot. It's good components and uh, very. What about those meeples? Yeah, those m- yeah. meeples that uh, looked like little chariots. Super, <laughs> super nice and or moose if you flip them upside well, down. Yes. That was Celeste's observation. <laughs> is that hey, yeah. turn these things upside down? You got a big nosed moose. Yeah, uh, it's like moose yeah. eating grass is what it looks yeah. like. So if GMT ever comes out with a game about moose racing, they do not have to reprint <laughs> change their and meeple. Enti- yep, change their meeple. It. Well, it would really be about it'd be about moose grazing, really. Because they're they've right. definitely got their heads down eating. So grass. the opposite, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the opposite of this game. Okay, okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and call it Northern Exposure or something. I guess. Oh, oh man, don't even get me started. I, I, <laughs> yeah. The meeples were great. The components, the little plus fives and everything, all the little wooden pieces were nice. You know, basic, mm-hmm. good, clear colors. This is something clear. GMT does very well. They mm-hmm. they do provide very distinct color sets. In yep. their think, in their meeples, and the uh, the cards themselves, the action cards that you're going to use each turn, the charioteer cards, I guess they're called. Very simple. They used most of the real estate just for the what's exactly needed on the card, mm-hmm. and it was cool that they had the cards set up to be uh, vertical and horizontal, mm-hmm. so you can yeah, like, very lay nice. them. So you can read them mother in your hand, or now if they're in the crowd display, you can see nice big logos. Mm-hmm. Yep, that was really useful. Yeah, and, and they were nice and big and clear colored and no nonsense in the background. So you knew exactly what that card was going to do. And, and right. relaxing. Very clean graphic yeah. design. Clean. Yes, yeah. clean, elegant, relaxing because there isn't a ton of stuff on it. 
So mm-hmm. when you look at it, you're not like, oh my God, what do these 17 symbols mean? Yeah. <laughs> Which is, you know, so many of these resource games can can get like that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's fun to do, but in a race game, you want it sleek and you want it, mm-hmm. you know, you want it clean so you can just keep on moving forward. Mm-hmm. So That's, yeah. it was great for pacing too, the fact that everything was simply written. I mean, that's a good point, right? In a racing game, <laughs> you don't want to spend like two minutes making your one move. You want to get the moves done quick so you actually feel that, that frenzy of a race, you know, moving mm-hmm. forward quickly. Mm-hmm. And I like that the turns were done simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. That's always nice. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I think that GMT are masters at race games. I I, <laughs> I I really do. I think they know how to pace a race game properly. Mm-hmm. And it comes from years of experience and having many, many racing games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think they did. I mean, just talking about like how well they do race games, there's a, there's a mechanic in this game that was really essential. I thought it was brutal because I was in the front. But uh, <laughs> but there's a whip mechanic, and a, if if the emperor rolls a whip, then that means people who are behind the leader can take five extra spaces of movement. So yeah, up to right can't pass the leader, but you can go you up to. Can't pass anybody actually with that. Can't pass. Oh, anybody. you can't pass anybody. No, nope, huh? no. Nope. Everybody who's behind the leader can move up five spaces, but it, but each person. The leader moves first and then behind him moves, et cetera. So you mm-hmm. usually wouldn't be able to pass somebody anyway with that extra move because you're already behind the person who just moved. So, um, but yeah, but for the leader, it's rough because they don't get to take those five spaces. So tightens up the game as a, as a, um, it, it keeps it tight. Yeah, yeah. As a balancing mechanism. Yep. And there's a, there's a bunch of tokens that you can use to give bonuses to the types of actions you're using. Mm-hmm. So I used mine early because I wanted to just get out in front and see what it was like <laughs> yes, to be the leader. Because I know, yeah, I mean, I, I just know that leaders, early leaders in a game like this are bound to lose. And I just wanted to kind of see what would happen. And sure enough, like everybody caught up to me, like with those whips. Well, that's true to reality too, you know, yeah. a horse yeah. race. Yeah. did lead most of the race. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right he on did the lead most of the race. Thing. But, you know, as Ed wanted to point out, it's a three-lap race, right, Ed? And yeah. what does that yeah. mean overall? I mean, well, you have those only had a limited resource in a way, those tokens. You get five to start, mm-hmm. and you can get new ones by playing big hands, which is fun to do to get uh-huh. reaching the bag and get new tokens. But you only Ooh, got those five yeah. very powerful ones to start. And mm-hmm. yeah, you can get a nice big lead right away, blow, blast through three of them, like, get out of head, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then, like, you're going to feel like, oh, they're running out of steam a little bit when uh-huh. you're in that last lap. Yeah, I'm ahead, but. Guys are catching up now. Yeah, but I mean, but you're right though, Ed. If you play a bunch of cards at once that that match the number and color, um, I think what is it, five or six symbols? Six. You if you play? get six, six, you get the pick. six matching symbols, right? Yep. So, which is tough to do because usually a card will have three symbols on it, and maybe two of them will match each other. Usually, they don't have all three of them matching, and mm-hmm. you also have to use the community cards in the middle to add to your hand because you're only playing three cards. So, you know. It's not that easy to get six symbols. Yeah, not that easy. Exact number and color. Because you have to match not only the color, but the number mm-hmm. as well. So there's a lot of variety there. Okay, yeah. now another notable mechanic, Mike, the uh, wounds. <laughs> oh, boy. Ouch. Wounds. So it's kind of weird because you're not like, you don't have to like ride up next to somebody and like attack them. You but... don't have to have blades in your wheels sticking <laughs> out. I, mean, mm-hmm. I yeah. think you're dropping like those four sided dice onto the field. <laughs> oh, uh, caltrops, right? <laughs> yeah, caltrops. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I'm not sure exactly where the damage is coming from. Probably just from the the mess that's happening oh, yeah. in the field here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you play the red symbol, it damages other players. So their chariots get slower. So if you if my chariot has two points of damage from the previous round, and I'm supposed to be moving five around that corner, I'm only going to move three around that corner. Yeah. Yes, it's so rough. And then you're constantly focused on getting rid of your wounds. You're Mm -hmm. like, oh, now you really have to balance between moving forward. You got to balance your turn between Mm -hmm. moving forward and getting rid of damage. And then you're playing a math game, which is fun. You know, Mm -hmm. it's it's not too much math, but you are playing that game of, oof, how many points? Mm -hmm. What's the maximized points I can get here? Yep. It's kind of good that you can see the cards coming that are going to be the community cards. You can Mm -hmm. kind of plan your hand around taking your move at the exact time. So if you're coming up on a corner and pretty soon, you might want to take a slow move until you get up to the corner with some other card, like a defensive card. And then when that, when the corner card for the community comes up, you can tack onto that and fly around that corner. Yes. Save Um, up, save up your cards until you can match it with a card on the, on the deck, on the community Mm -hmm. cards. And it's so nice to use the cornering ability when it's actually in the corner, but it does take longer to go around the corner. Otherwise, it's long. they have dark spaces. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, there's double the spaces. And if you're passing another player, you actually spend an extra move going around them, too. So if you're trying to pass somebody on a corner, man, you can really avoid that problem by doing the skip spaces mm-hmm. and not even going next Cornering, to Cornering, yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, it's yeah. huge. You're getting those corners to come out correctly. A very big part of the game. Yeah, yeah. I really like that mechanic where it takes an extra point of movement to move past one. Each person mm-hmm. you're trying to move past because it really does give an advantage to the person at the head. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I call the uh, the corner cards the Tokyo Drift cards because that's what I'm imagining these things are doing, right? They're like sliding, drifting around the corner, like in a really slick move. <laughs> but but what happens if the emperor doesn't necessarily want a corner right now? What if he wants oh. you? What if he wants you to do something else for the emperor's favor? For the emperor's yeah, and- for the emperor kinda- for Caesar's entertainment. That's right. See, I, I that's the whim one of, the of we- Caesar. I- it was kind of clunky to me there, right, with the Emperor die, because it's a completely random six-sider. So it could be a whip, it could be a corner, it could be any of the types of moves you can do. But, mm-hmm. like, if you're just starting on the straightaway and the Emperor, dumb Emperor, is up there in the stands <laughs> going, right. corner, corner, watch your corner. tongue. And you're like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's like, why, why? No, the corner's way up there, stupid. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he, he's so drunk, he doesn't notice. He's, he's <laughs> wasted, but he's, but he's entertained, and that's what you need, right? Yep. So, maybe yeah. that's a political commentary, actually. <laughs> oh, maybe, right? <laughs> You're onto something. <clears throat> so, Ed, did the you had all of your cards sleeved. Did the game come with those sleeves, or...? I uh, did not, no. Um, the, <laughs> the cards are really dirty. They probably didn't need to be sleeved, but I just thought with the game was like where you're, you're using your cards constantly. Cleaving cards is something a lot of people do in order to protect cards that are going through a lot of use. But these are sturdy cards. When you sleeve them, it made a, a very big pile. So it might not be the best <laughs> idea. I did. A tall deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury Charioteer Race for Glory in Ancient Rome. Ed? Charioteer offers a nice variety of choices without being overly complex in its execution, offering really good tension in the really key moments of the race. Dig this up, 
To race for glory for the emperor. Yes. <laughs> for the emperor. <laughs> Evan. Yeah, Charioteer does a good job of emulating a Roman Colosseum chariot race. And, you know, once you get used to how the numbers on the cards work, it takes a little getting used to. I think the game moves at a good pace, and it looked good, and it played even better. Dig it up. Mike? Yeah, I don't usually go for race games, you know. They don't, they don't usually have a lot going except for luck. But this one had a fair amount of planning to go along with those luck of the draw. Um... I wasn't a big fan of that catch-up mechanism, but I totally understand why it's there. (laughs) Um, It definitely needed some form of that. So, not bad. I dig this one up. Yeah, Mikey. I mean, you're right. I have no idea why I like track racing games. (laughs) By all rights, I shouldn't, right? I mean, they're they're just going around a track. As long as it's not Ludo, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) But there's something about racing games that I really like. Maybe it's just my sense of urgency is satisfied. Mm. But when they are especially done right by the masters from GMT games, it's hard for them to make a bad racing game. And it is... They've got this down on lockdown. It's got great pacing. It's engaging. I'm going to say to this game, Fode Aum, which nice. is Fode Aum. Dig it up. Nice. <laughs> Latin. Which race game has you cracking whips? We would love to know. Let us know on any of our social media. We are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Discord. See you there. <laughs> Our last game up this week is Zomax. Zomax. Designed by Gary Bellinger. Published by Zomax Inc. in (laughs) 1988. Oh, yeah. Number players, two or teams. Ages eight and up. Playtime, 60 minutes. Okay, Mike, tell us (laughs) what is in this wacky box. The cover of the box is a real-life photograph of a man with a drab green cable net sweater (laughs) and a look of almost robotic neutrality on his face. And a woman on the other side of the board doing a terrible job of keeping her devious secret as she breaks the fourth wall and hushes her captive audience. I'm telling you, that (laughs) is... the the, fourth wall. (laughs) Those are a couple of Die and Charles knockoffs right Uh, there. Yes! No, that is Steve Carell. I mean, like 20-year-old Steve Carell in that photo. God, you guys are both right. Oh, my God. All right, so now you guys got a picture of what they look like here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Inside the box, we discover a deluxe box (laughs) that serves as a stand for the board. Uh, there's a magnetic game board, 86 magnetic pegs, a pair of six-sided dice, and the story of Zomax. Ah. And, <laughs> and that's what's in the box. Well, before we tell you if this game was positive or negative, <laughs> th- thank you, Evan, for the magnet joke. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Evan, attract some rules. All right, here are the rules as per... Designer Gary Bellinger. I won't Bellinger, read them all. Hail the, Bellinger. The summary. Zomax uses a double-sided metal-hinged board and magnetic pieces representing tanks, ships, and planes. Oh, yeah. Representing a nation in turmoil. <laughs> uh, players sit on opposite sides of the board and take turns moving their units in an effort to capture the capital, which is placed somewhere on the board. We'll get to that later. All initial placements of pieces is secret. Shh. 
Hence the hush, hush. Movement is based on a dice roll, moving any combination of pieces a number of spaces equal to the total of the dice roll, and it's 2d6. If you drop a piece of your opponent's, and that means if if your magnet piece pushes the opposite magnet side out uh you know the positive following so far okay so if my if i move my piece and the magnet on it pushes the positive magnet out on the other side of the board then that uh piece is gone from the game your opponent uh is down that piece uh there are minds that will destroy any piece that comes in contact with and of course the first person to hit the capital wins the game of Zomax. Z-O-M-A-X. Okay, did we establish if Zomax was the name of the country or one of the countries? Or Okay, so we went through this entire rules guide, front to back, <laughs> which, by the way, says world's greatest game, Zomax. I mean, maybe we should... Oh, maybe, wow. it's that's a, a I mean, bold claim. That, that, that's what it says. And nowhere in this book well, does it explain what Zomax means. <laughs> it's, they don't say it's not the name of the country. It's not the name of the war or the it's battle. Not Project or, Zomax. It, it's like, it's, it's know, not like the, 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 the t- a time or an era. It's not. No. No. It's <laughs> Z-O-M-A-X for whatever reason. We decided it was an anagram. We uh-huh. did. Oh, that's right. <laughs> zero objective military. Z- no, no. Zero no. ops. Zero ops. ops. Military, military asset extermination. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's it. So, so we fixed it. <laughs> yep, totally fixed it. <laughs> okay. And made it sound somewhat credible. <laughs> so I'm Max. so glad you remember so that. Max. It took us like 10 minutes to come up with that. Zero <laughs> Okay, oh so gosh. this game was a sent to us a gift from one of our fans. Yes. Zorag yes. uh, is the name of the fan. <laughs> That's uh, right. He does say that he loves Z's, as you'll hear later. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I don't know which came first, the Zomax or the Zorag, as far as names go. <laughs> oh, you think his parents played Zomax and then got the idea to oh get him gosh, that name when he was born? Oh my gosh, this parent. sounds like a Dr. Seuss story. <laughs> where the Zomax met the Zorag and the Zorag liked the Zomax. <laughs> Uh, and he was kind enough to give us his dig upper berry as well. So we'll save uh-huh. that for the end. Uh, mm-hmm. But we played it in person, of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the components here. Oh, Holy man. cow, this board. Okay. So cool. Well, can we credit his wife, uh, uh, Gary Bellinger's wife, Jennifer? It says here in the book, a professional artist who designed the graphics for this game. So let's start okay, with the that. Gra- the graphics you're right let's go a little bit deeper here that booklet that comes the little pamphlet that comes with the game talks quite a bit about the designer and his wife Mm -hmm. doesn't it yeah it really does Uh, the two of them obviously a husband and wife who you know designed and promoted this thing um they worked all the way back in 88 and they worked on it for 18 years prior to that so I guess the oh concept came to them in 1970. What? <laughs> okay, so oh, I could see it came to them in the 70s. Now I understand. All right. <laughs> now we understand why it's so weird. <laughs> now I get and, it. And, 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 and uh, so unique. It is really styling. unique. So, I, I can't uh, imagine a game today that has a, a big metal slab at, uh, <laughs> as the base as the board. board. Surrounded in plastic. Yeah. Yes. Is, uh, but not any board. any kind of plastic. This is not some cheesy chintzy plastic. No. This is like mm. 
the bulletproof stuff, basically. Yeah, it was hard and thick stuff. and had real depth and substance to this plastic. Mm-hmm. And then it had yeah. a plastic stand that it sat on, and it sat really well and upright. I mean, yeah. I wasn't worried about the sturdiness of it at all, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. Well, he had the deluxe version, which came, instead of using the box to hold it up, they came with these plastic feet that you could attach to it. That was a little, little more sturdy than setting it up inside the box. Yeah, definitely. And it came with a little certificate, right? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. this, this certificate says first edition Zomax, world's greatest game. Yes, it 1,001 does. out of 4,000 prints. I mean, That's right. Not, they were that aiming big. Uh, from uh, Board Game Geek. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, <laughs> okay, nice. so do you think it was only one run and there were 4,000 copies of this game? So this is a real collector's item here, guys. Could be. <laughs> That could be. Uh, yeah, in some <laughs> circles, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've been surprised. I, you know? I've been surprised by some vintage games prices before. You know, like oh, this gosh. one. I haven't looked this one up, but it could be one of those like cult classics that like, people are really making a collector's item. I don't know. All right. Well, be. for quality alone, it is definitely noteworthy. I mean, this yeah. th- and just the concept. This magnets on one side that pop magnets on the other side off. I love that. Yo, that that idea, that concept, I actually want to just repurpose this whole game as a <laughs> I want to make it a dungeon crawl where like the DM yes. sets traps up on one side and you're oh, crawling through the dungeon and you have to like, you know, send the right characters in to like disarm traps or open stuff and it pops off the trap on the other side. Yeah, it's a good it's a neat mechanic. Yeah. It's so, a we yeah, haven't seen it, it before. It, no. It's a clever mechanic, yeah. but okay. Mm-hmm. The map Expensive. that's inside of the board that you okay. look at the whole game, holy yeah. cow, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, <laughs> the map doesn't change. So yep. you're going to have a problem with repetitiveness in this game. Even though, yeah, you can put your pieces anywhere you want to start. The the, the, the capital city is always the same spot on the board. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, so and the, the map is only two colors. It's white land, blue, blue uh, water. And, uh-huh. you know, it could have had land. it could have had a nice looking like map on it but it's just yeah plain white and plain blue nothing written no mm-hmm. details and uh the only places like your tanks and stuff can cross are specifically drawn on the board i would have loved to see a piece that you can add to the board that adds an extra bridge here and there just oh, so you yeah. don't know exactly where your opponent's oh yeah are like crossing, one of your you ships know? turns into a bridge or something so you can, yeah, yeah exactly which, like they used to have Mm-hmm. They used to have, yeah, it's unfortunate, you know, I mean, sorry, um, Jennifer Bellinger, the, the graphics here are just not, <laughs> not up to snuff. Uh, you know, I mean, really, I mean, a bridge is a bridge is a black line. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's not even a drawing of a bridge or something, right? There, so I'm sorry, that's just not designed to me. I feel like I wouldn't have minded the map so much. I, it. it for example, it reminds me of Iron Dragon, which I really enjoy, yeah. which is a train yeah. game Definitely. with the world's most boring map, that train game. <laughs> I mean, uh, it yeah. is dry as dull. I think it's just gray, the whole map. So, <laughs> yeah, but in that case, it, it it has a rustic feel because it's just this like mat with crayon. <clears throat> but this right. is such a cool board that it really deserved a fancy map. Yeah. That would have been a lot of fun. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I mean, maybe who knows? I mean, look, you start this guy, this couple, I should say, you know, 
devised a company around this game. <laughs> right. It's the, called the Zomax, right, yeah. Zomax Incorporated. They incorporated. <laughs> they incorporated. They, they, they also copywrote, it got copyright and all the, you know, everything for the word Zomax, which is not inexpensive. So <laughs> maybe they were hoping the success of the sales of the game, they would be able to make some improvements in a, in a future edition. Let's call them yeah, up for some design them. notes that we have here's for my, the next Here's round. my first design They note live in Sun Valley, Idaho, like, <laughs> and they give you a map of where Sun Valley, Idaho is in the rule book, folks. A map of the United map? States and an arrow pointing to <laughs> Sun Valley, Idaho on the map of the United States. I <laughs> kid you not, you that's in know. the book. <laughs> Just like, in case wow. you didn't Honestly, know where it was. Yes. This game could have the top open up and have like inserts of different maps. That's that right. Go in there. The inserts. Sure. That's what it would have that's what yeah. it should have yeah, done. Yeah, it could have. Absolutely. absolutely could have done that. It would have been the oh, easiest man. thing, too. Hey, yep. you know, because you wouldn't need to change any of the um the mechanisms, so it would have been right, phenomenal. Right. I'm inspired though, man. I I want to do something with this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Buy the rights to Zomax. <laughs> oh my god. What? I can't afford the Ooh. rights to the greatest game ever created. Right? And the right. copyright and the trademarks and everything Just else the that goes with it? alone would not the, allow him to sell it to me. <laughs> the the intellectual property here is off the charts. It's off the chain, man. <laughs> okay, now let's actually talk about gameplay. So oh, that's right. We're moving around this board, um, and mm-hmm. we played on teams. Me, I think it was Evan and I, or mm-hmm. me and Evan. I think it's oh, me and Evan. Yeah, that's ag- right. Yeah, against shoot. Mike and Ed, yeah. which I got distracted. I thought it was. <laughs> yes. oh, I love okay, it. So that was the best part. So I that think was. this game is brilliant for teams. Obviously, if you're playing one on one, it would be very simple to keep your secrets because you got no one to talk to. But right, when you're right. playing teams, which, by the way, the game suggests this wasn't a uh-huh. home rule nope. that we came mm-hmm. up with. It says you can play teams. It is absurd sitting <laughs> across from your other team trying to yeah. communicate your strategy to your partner in uh-huh. front of the other two guys with <laughs> Without, without it being obvious, right? In yeah, front of your right. away with words or semantics or anything else. You that, can't that, point yeah. toward the board. Oh, I had a solution for that, though. So when I wanted to point to the board, I would use both hands and while Ed was talking and start pointing to random spots on the board and use two fingers when I'm pointing to the spot I wanted to point to. So that, like, you know... It looks like I'm pointing all over the place, but like we could go over here and then here and, you know. You're a master of deception, Mike. (laughs) Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, It's not like I had to try too hard to distract you guys because apparently you missed about four times. So here's the thing. (laughs) It it doesn't really matter if you're not paying attention to the other team if they don't knock a piece off the board. Right. Because you're not going to know know anything. Uh You know, if they move, nothing happens on your side. (laughs) But if one of your pieces falls off the board and you don't know where it fell from yeah because you weren't paying attention you're out of luck you are yeah, totally at a disadvantage 40 pieces over 40 pieces on the board to start yeah. so it's like uh okay a white one fell off yeah we're, which one where did it come yeah. from where did they move what <laughs> it happened to us twice or three times. Oh my god! Yeah. And you are at such a disadvantage if you miss that because right. you have to strategize around knowing where one of their pieces is. Right. You have to. It's the only time you ever get to know where the enemy's mm-hmm. pieces for sure. They because, reveal themselves yeah. on a successful attack. Yeah, and right. you stop when you when you actually destroy something. So you are in the spot that you knocked off. So, so you they know, know where the enemy there. is. Exactly. If you, you know where the enemy is. It kind of <laughs> forces an exchange when you are paying yeah. attention. Exactly. Oh, one piece color, I'll put it knock your piece off and you retaliate again and they retaliate mm-hmm. again pretty much until either a somebody you no know, can't reaches them 
can't reach them or they didn't notice where it, it came it's from. It's the equivalent oh of like giving up three of your turns by like missing. Right. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. It's, but that moment Ed's talking about reminds me of a chess game that's gone yes. to a certain point in the game where it's like, if I do this, it's going to be like a five piece exchange, you know? Right. But so you got to know when to stop exchanging mm-hmm. or you also have to, you know, plan your turn and pay attention to where you left off at because if you let them go for one turn they might just move that piece away well, and have no ideally though mike ideally uh-huh. it it isn't you have to know when to stop exchanging ideally mm-hmm. you out exchange the enemy and eventually yeah. they just don't have a piece close mm-hmm. enough to get to you in one move mm-hmm. and yep, then absolutely. your advantage is complete because uh-huh. because once they lo- lost you for one turn, they don't know where you are anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So it's 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 huge and and uh-huh. hugely bad if you miss it. Yeah, if you no, miss gosh. it. Yeah, it's rough if you miss it. Hey, let Can me I talk? Let me turn and get my drink. Uh, where what? Oh, the piece oh, fell. No. Yeah, they both turn at the same time. Okay. And we're like blink. So how did it feel before we get to the fatal flaw? <laughs> oh yes, oh, yeah, right. I was just yeah. Bring in this that game, okay. how did it feel? Playing, like moving around the board, thinking about protecting your capital, trying to knock out the other enemy, trying to reduce their military forces. You know, the the theme um, of the game, how did it play out? How did it feel? There was a definite level of excitement knowing that like when you stop and bop their piece off of there. Um, but also if you roll high, you know, th- there was a little luck in the ro- in the rolling. But if you roll really high... You kind of want to move some other pieces around before you knock off a piece that's a sure thing because you want to get the most out of your dice roll. Right. Yep. And, and then also, there's, um, you're, you're trying to position as many pieces you can within striking range, or mm-hmm. um, you try to want to bring a, not just one piece up to fight the capital. You know it's surrounded by a whole bunch of defenders. So mm-hmm. you're trying to bring a mass of troops around. Mm-hmm. And, trying to, and then in a way, you're trying to sneak guys around too. Yeah, for sure. And you want to keep those planes pretty, Ooh. like, get the planes positioned because they're not blocked by the terrain That's at sweet, all. sweet, sweet Air right. Force. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you might want to sacrifice a few tanks to just get them to do the exchange, and then your planes can kind of just zoom around stuff especially because you can kind of keep track of what piece you knocked off the board so you're like mm-hmm. oh they used all their planes here i killed a bunch of planes they won't be able to respond to me coming over this side or whatever yeah the the, the planes are definitely the more valuable unit because they they have the most flexibility yep. land in and water rules. yep yep Okay, now Ed and Mike. <laughs> Here we go. Tell, <laughs> tell us how excited you were when you were able to march right into Evan and Celeste's Man. capital, absolutely unprotected. As if we had yeah, no was, pieces protecting our capital. Nobody there. Yeah. It was wow. amazing. So, so apparently, seriously we got though, the... tell us how you felt. Like, how did you must have felt like your luck was incredible? No, actually, at a point, me and Ed were both looking at each other because we were sending a piece in to be sacrificed to like start right. to start an exchange because we had a good striking spot mm-hmm. going on. And, and we're, we're moving were some forward. exchanges there earlier, so we thought maybe you move some pieces out from around mm-hmm. the capital. No, to engage <laughs> our right, and then like, okay, well, we're gonna move this in. Yeah, and it didn't hit anything. We're like, like huh? huh? <laughs> That's like we're, we're like, keep going. It was. Yeah, it was meant as a sacrifice piece, and it didn't die. So we're like, okay, let's okay. keep moving it. Um, apparently, me and Ed 
got the deluxe version of the game that comes with stealth tanks. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, no, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, hence here comes the fatal flaw. Right. Our capital was, in fact, protected by many... Mm-hmm. Uh, many uh, military forces that they simply walked right over and didn't <laughs> pop off because because dun yeah. dun dun drum roll please Get, if you haven't guessed by now one of the magnets the polarization of the magnets was <laughs> incorrect yeah uh, yep. you can see the fatal flaw with that okay. uh, yep. Yeah. So this is glue from what forty five years ago. Yep, These magnets yep. are glued into the plastic pieces, right? So this old glue from you know decades old glue had had hardened up and shrunk and no longer was hold, were holding the magnets in. Yeah, it so, wasn't as strong as the magnetism on the other right. side. So, so some of the magnet pieces fell out. So yeah. right, we, or you stuck it to the board and you pull the board the piece out and the magnet stayed. So you had to pull the magnet right. Out the the board plastic, and, like, yeah. So so yeah. then. We simply thoughtlessly, not thinking about polarization at all, just uh-huh. put the magnets back in the plastic pieces, Bad not thinking polarity. that, oh, if they're not Backwards. polarized, right? <laughs> yeah. If they're flipped the other way, they're not going <laughs> to knock the pieces on the other side off anymore. Yeah, they're going to attract no. the other pieces yeah, harder instead, hold on tight. Yeah. yeah. So oh, they didn't realize yeah. because it was just sticking to the other side instead. So, yeah. The, the, yeah. The, the strategic tip here, make sure your polarization on your magnets is correct. No, yeah. if it's, if you're doing a strategy tip here, make sure they're wrong. <laughs> yeah, right. If you're going to cheat, basically. <laughs> if you're going to cheat, cheat hard, right? Yeah. It's good. <laughs> that was hilarious when oh we realized gosh. that. That was so funny when we realized it. <laughs> and I mean, it was a bummer because, you know, yeah. it, it, we were working hard and we were kind of having fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was a real bummer to not know when w- things went wrong. So we couldn't even back up, you know, and this is mm-hmm. well into the game. So there was no way to correct what had happened. Oh, no. no we would have no literally had to go through every single piece at that point and check polarization. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. no. We couldn't backtrack <laughs> our probably moves. probably re-glue yeah. it so it didn't happen exactly. again. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Rematch, rematch. <laughs> I would. It was fun. <laughs> okay, explorers, it is time to dig up or bury Zomax. Zomax, Zomax, Zomax. Evan... Zomax uh, looks and plays its age. <laughs> it definitely has an 80s feel to it. It's a weird combination of like Battleship meets Stratego with magnets in a way. Yeah. Um, there's no variation to this map, so the game likely suffers from repetitiveness, which I will likely never know because I don't think I'm going to play it again. Bury it. <laughs> Ed? Uh, Zomax is an interesting concept for a war game. And the production of the game will stand out because there is nothing quite like it. Uh, you know, I'm not super keen on a wild fluctuation to the movement. Yay, I get to move two spaces. Or, oh, my <laughs> opponent just got to move 12 oh, spaces. that was me. Yay. You rolling one, three, you know. Yeah. Um, if that happens a lot, you can feel a little. No. Yeah. Um, the, the fatal flaw that we talked in, yeah, that, that that was a bummer. And, and, and unfortunately, mine probably leading into my light berry for now. Oh. But I kind of want to see what this does if we get the magnet right. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> Mike? I thought the design was really clever, especially for when it came out. Um, I, I just feel like they could have done so much more with it than they did. But that kind of inspired me, so... 
you know, I, I definitely thinking repurpose it as a dungeon crawl or something. Maybe. Uh, despite the delicate nature of the parts kind of derailing our game, I still want to dig this Are up. Are you kidding me? I want to dig it up. I liked it. I liked it. I want to dig it up. Wow. All right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Wow. Good for yeah. you, Mike. <laughs> All right. Before we do our... Uh, I, I, should I go? Should I go or should we let our epic... Zorag from afar go first. Yeah, let's, what do you want to uh, do? Let's get Zorag up there. Let's all right, let's there. do it. All right, all right. Let's hear I'll... from Zorag. All right, then... if Zorag were here, here is what Zorag would say. As a fan of the 80s and the letter Z, Zomax <laughs> drew my attention when I saw it and I when I saw it on the used shelf at my friendly Local game store. <laughs> not so I, local. I, not yeah, so not I so know. Local. Hey, Zorag, I feel your pain. We all have to drive a million miles to get to a darn game store now. I know. Sadly. More game stores. Open Who up. are those people that live near them? I feel I, like every one of them is far away from everybody I know. <laughs> um, Zorag continues. I played it with my then 10-year-old son. This game would benefit from a smaller field to shorten yeah. playtime, I agree. Mm -hmm. We played a few times, but this game quickly lost its attraction. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I'll have to bury this, but I'll place a giant magnet next to it just in case a friend wants to play. Oh, a that's a fair review. A classic Ed ending there. Just yeah, in that's case. right. Yeah. Very. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, uh, Zorag, for that <clears throat> very thoughtful review. And uh, for the unlike game. mine, which is basically, I mean, if you like Battleship, you're probably going to be okay with this game. <laughs> um, you know, but glue the damn magnets in, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that, you know, okay. Uh, but hey, let's face it. I'm not going to play it again. Bury oh, it. <laughs> exactly. All right. To our fans out there, I need one other person to play this game with me when I play it again. All right, Mike, <laughs> your job is to figure out how to open this board and yeah. put a new map in it. Oh, I'm already yeah. on it. And yeah, Mike, absolutely. have fun going through the hundred pieces and making sure the uh, magnets are working correctly right? for all oh, I'm going to, I honestly yeah. wouldn't take that long. <laughs> No, I, I got a tactic for it. Once again, Zorag, thank you so much for this particular game. It was a delight to play. Mm -hmm. We had lots of fun with it. Thank you. And what hidden movement games do you guys love to play? Mm -hmm. We want to know. We are at which game first on all social media. <laughs> and you know, that brings us to the end of our show. Aww. We look Aww. forward to hearing from all from all of you about all the gaming you're doing. <laughs> and if you get a chance, please leave us a like or a rating or even better, holy cow, you happen to have two minutes because your lunch is running late. A whole <laughs> review somewhere that would really help us out. It would be an awesome early, early Christmas present. Thank you so much for listening and happy, happy, happy gaming explorers. Zomax! <laughs> Copyright restricted. <laughs> I wonder if anybody has any stock Zomax. <laughs> Zero ops, military, asset, extermination. Yeah. Zomax. Zomax. To the max. <laughs>